This podcast replay is brought to you by Walton Rayom. Call for a free consultation, 954-966-4646. At Walton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Welton Rayom handles property damage claims due to a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. 954-966-4646. There he is, Tracy Chapman's biggest fan, jamming a uh, fast car every day of his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your words, not mine. <laughs> yeah, Did you can't, even say that, that? can't say as much. I, I, I've expanded in, in the music I've, I listen to, but I've not expanded uh, there yet. And did, did you even know that song? No, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm not aware. And now, I, I mean, I saw it all over Twitter uh, yesterday. I, I was late to. to now you know, Stairway the, to Heaven. Now you know Stairway. Yes. To heaven. You yeah, know, yeah. You know Freebird, right? Freebird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bird. yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, Back in Black, right? From ACDC. Yes, definitely. Okay. I, I right. even have that one in my songs. So, okay, you know, I'm just I'm just throwing stuff out there, like you know that, like Fast Car, Tracy Chapman, huh? What? Huh? <laughs> it's a I I I that that song ever since it came out in the '80s, back in the MTV days, I never understood the craziness for the song then, and I don't understand how it's still like, you know, and like she's like looked at like some legend it's like yo you came up with a mediocre song that a couple people liked okay wow uh you know whatever bro it's just what was that the one hit was that was that a one hit wonder back then yes that's her one hit or wonder. Were yeah huh Kevin didn't have any other hits dude none that was, <laughs> that was her one hit you know and she got taylor swift dancing throughout the entire song so i will say this i don't that's think probably a bigger thing then I, I don't think much of that song, but I will say Luke Combs actually added to the song. He made it actually even bearable. You know, he, he actually improved it. In fact, he should re-record it, and maybe it'll actually be half decent with Luke Combs doing uh, doing it. Because really, I mean, she can put me to sleep in a fast car. And really, how do you fall asleep in a fast car? You know, you, you kind of want to be awake in a fast car. Right, unless right. See Chapman, then you're going to be asleep in a fast car. Is what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, All right, I even the clip. I got to, I got to watch it. I tuned in for bits and pieces of the Grammys. Uh, I saw a bunch of uh, Twitter or X hoopla over that. Um, so then I just missed it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I guess I got to watch it and see what I'm missing. Yeah, yeah, the Luke Combs one. I will say I, I got to give him props there. I'll, I'll give uh, Luke Combs some props for bettering that song. All right, Anthony Weaver. Uh, I, I trip out on the whole hire thing because just between you and me, I don't have a problem with Josh Boyer. I didn't have a problem with Fangio, and I'm not going to probably have a problem with Weaver. My issues are all on offense anyway. So to me, that's really the – but everybody, oh, well, Weaver might do this. He could be good at that, at this, that, whatever. Your thoughts on on the hire? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like the hire. It's, it seems like an up-and-coming guy. You see the way he communicates with players that – um, he's, uh, he's pretty intense. He brings it, brings that competitive fire. And, um, I, what Mike McDaniel mentioned, which I think is at the forefront of his mind is, uh, the, the coach as a player developer, uh, I think, uh, the, the two guys, uh, McDaniel and him, they see eye to eye in that respect. So there was a reason that that was played up in his statement, uh, for sure. 
So, and I, I don't think that was necessarily any shade at uh, whether Vic Fangio looks at uh, player development the same way. I'm sure all coaches value player development, but uh, just that it, it's it's more so at the forefront of what he wants to do. And uh, yeah, we saw, we did have one stint as a defensive coordinator. It wasn't that great. The Houston Texans in 2020 in a season that went awry with a unit that uh, didn't have much outside of J.J. Watt. They were 27th in points against. Uh, he ran sort of a lot of single high looks, more aggressive defense, and I think he will run. Uh, now with the, the Ravens under Mike McDonald, they were a lot of uh, the, the same looks that you saw, uh, this Fangio scheme that's uh, sort of sweeping the, the league. So I think we'll see more of that. Maybe it's some kind of combinations. Maybe Weaver's somewhere in between. We won't know for sure until sort of we get him on record, talk to him, and ask him what kind of defense he envisions running. But um, I imagine he will see a lot of the two high shells and um, it's some quarters coverage, the cover six, all that stuff, uh, in sort of a, an in-between, a nice balance between what he did run in 2020 with the Texans and then what the, the Ravens have uh, run since uh, he was uh, associate head coach and defensive line coach there. Yeah, I uh, I have no problems with the hire, bro. The hire will be fine. I'm I'm sure he's going to be a damn good, you know, defensive coordinator overall. Uh, you uh, you look at uh, some of the things that they have to do guys. Where are you at? Others. What do you think is going to happen here? Uh, you, you were you were uh, the sound was kind of drowning out. What were you asking, sir? I said that um, I expect Weaver to be fine, but what do you think is going to happen with some of his players now on defense, like Wilkins and others? Who, who's coming back and who is not? What, do you, what have yeah. you been able to gather? Yeah, Wilkins is at the forefront of that. Um, so, I mean, he's a player developer, and look, the, the Dolphins also, they just came out of the Senior Bowl. You have assistant defensive line coach Kenny Baker, actually coaching the senior bowl D lineman on one of the sides, uh, Austin Clark defensive line coach was there. So if they're looking at these defensive linemen in the draft, and that's one way they can go where if Wilkins price is something that they can't meet, then they could let them walk. Hey, they could also franchise them. That's going to be pretty expensive in the short term, but um, you could, you, so you have options there. You could go Wilkins uh, franchise one year, and then we're looking for that replacement in the draft that you could sort of develop over a year where maybe the, the next guy is a rotational D lineman that then uh, becomes that guy next to Zach Sealer. Maybe that guy that you take high in the draft has to uh, come in right away and, and be that guy that's starting and is, um, is expected to contribute from the start. Or uh, you are able to land uh, Wilkins long term, and then Weaver. I'm sure he'd love that if uh, if Weaver, a defensive line guy who uh, has played uh, the position, coached the position, and then he has Wilkins and Zach Sealer. That combination, salt and pepper, locked up for some time. I'm sure he would love to have that. So um, that that's a route you can take. It's going to be difficult under the salary cap and where the Dolphins are, especially for future seasons. Uh, there are ways to get Wilkins in team friendly early in the deal. And then you're just kind of screwed later where you've pushed back all your money anyway. But uh, but there are options. And uh, and the Dolphins have been looking at a lot of D linemen uh, for the upcoming draft. So that, that could be one way to go in, uh, you know, whether it may not be the first round, but could be second or third round pick. So you're you're uh, you're leaning more to where I'm at now. Finally, right. That Wilkins is gone, right? 
there are avenues to get him back, uh, but it, it's it's going to be challenging. And especially when he just had the nine sack season, then uh, he might have priced himself out uh, based on doing that. The Dolphins didn't meet the price before he had the nine sack season. Now he's got those sacks and what he wanted before, he's going to want more now. So uh, it's he's not gone. like, okay. Yeah. He's gone, bro. He's gone. I'm telling you. I've been telling you guys for weeks now. He's gone. He will and he seemed to speak like it. Out. That last interview that he had in Kansas City upon the elimination, he some of the uh, the, the ways that he phrased uh, certain answers uh, seemed to uh, lean that way for sure. He knows he's gone, dude. He's going to price himself out. He's going to want his money, and and I get it that he's going to want his money. It's it's very understandable. Uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're not as impressed with the sacks because most of the sacks came against bad teams. It's one of the things that I've been talking about because I think that's what's going to end up hurting him in their conversations. That those sacks weren't against the elite teams. Only Buffalo was the only one. Outside of that, everything else was uh, against lesser uh, against lesser teams, and that's going to be that's going to be an issue. Yeah, so that's one way to, to look at those numbers. Uh, but then, I mean, the, the sacks there, the, the numbers are there. So uh, any uh, player and their representation, they're going to point to that. They're going to say, hey, listen, what he needed was to show he could provide an interior pass rush after the previous years of showing you everything else. He didn't have those sack numbers the way the other defensive tackles that have gotten big money, uh, the, the way they racked up the sacks. Well, now he finally has them. And uh, so – it, and it's just going to be sort of this moving of the goalpost where it's not, okay, the Dolphins, they needed to see the sacks. Now they see them. Now they could pay the price that was talked about before. No, now Wilkins's price is also going to go up. So it's sort of the both sides are just going to keep moving in that direction and probably never meet. No, you're, you, you are right. And, and that's the thing. And again, let me, let me pull this up. Cause I want to, I want to pull this up for you to make sure. And, and this is why I think some some of these things are going to come into play. And they uh, and that's why I mentioned it to you. Here it is. All right. I'm going to I'm going to pull up his game logs. All right. Um, outside of the sack with the Bills, half a sack against the Jets, a sack against Tennessee. Two sacks against the Jets. This is two and a half sacks against the worst offensive line in the NFL. I'm just being factual here. The only O-line that had more starting combinations than the Dolphins. Right. New England, one sack. Again, not a great offensive line. Two against Carolina. Not a great offensive line. Half a sack against the Giants. Not a great offensive line. And another sack against New England. Not a great offensive line. So you look at all his sacks, only one came against a legit team, and that was Buffalo. And and it was a great play. Not only was it a sack, it was a strip and a fumble recovery. I mean, oh, right. it, yeah. was, it was a sweet-ass play on his part, and I give him a lot of credit. But I think that that's going to be what they're going to hold against him, you know, in, this, in, in these negotiations. They're going to say, yeah, you got the sacks, but – you didn't show up against Dallas and you didn't show up against Baltimore and you didn't show up against Kansas city and you didn't show up against Philadelphia. And that's what they're going to say. They're going to say in most of the big games, including the first Buffalo game, you also didn't show up. 
And so I think that's what's going to end up hurting him in this process where he's going to ask for 24, 25, and they're going to say, yeah, we're kind of where we're at last year. Maybe we added 500,000 or something or a million. But I, I just don't think there's going to be much movement because the sacks didn't come against the big, big boys. That's just me. Yeah, even – even I remember that first Buffalo game, uh, I think he was without a tackle deep into that game, like maybe through three quarters. And I'm looking at the game long now. He only had two tackles, one solo, one assist in that game. So, uh, yeah, where I remember specifically he, his impact was not there uh, that first game against Buffalo um, and then some of the other um, major uh, games, those, those bigger games. I mean, he contributed to uh, that whole narrative all season that the Dolphins couldn't beat the other contenders. Basically, yes, he, he he played along the same lines of not really playing well against contenders, except for the Bills, where he actually you know came up with a right. the second a big, game, yeah, yeah, with a big time play. What do you think? Well, that was kind of like the last good play. That was like the last good play that the Dolphins had because uh, uh, I uh, I think the the punt return came later. It was early in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, and then the right. punt return came, and then everything just uh, snowballed after that. Offense couldn't move. Tua with the pick at the end. Allen drives them down. So, how you yeah. feeling about the first rounder right now? What direction do you think they're going to end up going? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I see a lot of mock drafts that like uh, that Jackson Powers Johnson. Uh, which, hey, if uh, the Dolphins may very well need an interior offensive lineman, uh, so that that could be a way if they can't bring back Robert Hunt, if uh, Connor Williams is is not there, uh, if they can't meet on a price because Dolphins don't want to pay it with well, both their salary cap situation and him coming off the injury. And uh, and maybe Williams still wants something that's representative of what he was doing before the injury. Then uh, and that could uh, lead to uh, them not reaching an agreement. So if either or, which it's unlikely, I think that both of them are, are going to be back then. Yeah, that's that's one area is the interior offensive line. And, um, and uh, Powers Johnson uh, seems like a, a good fit for that spot in the first round. So. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it won't yeah. be Bowers. Stop it, folks. He's not going to fall to twenty-one. Okay, folks. I, I would. They're going to find a way to get a tight end this year. I guarantee you. They, they need to hit a tight end. Yeah, they will get one, but it won't be Bowers. He's going to be gone before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're talking about Brock Bowers. Yeah, yeah. Since I just said Powers Johnson, I thought you were talking about him. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, no, Bowers. No, no, no. I, I keep getting. I keep getting DMs and. Tweets and texts and oh, we got to oh, get he's, he's far like, gone. He's yeah. not going to be available at twenty one, dude. So forget yeah. about it. They wanted uh, Laporta. He just they they couldn't find a way to trade up, and and he just didn't fall to them in the second round. And so then they went in the direction of Cam Smith. And yeah. so they're they've been trying. I think that's one of the priorities this year is to yeah. get that third playmaker. And it, and you know, a lot of people talk about receiver. No, no, no. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tight end. They're going to finally get that playmaking tight end. I so really you, you think in the, in the first round. No, no, no. Okay, just, just in in the first few rounds. Yeah. No, no, no. Trade, free agency, oh. draft. I don't know how, but Some they will. The they will find a way to get a playmaking tight end. I really believe that. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you exactly how because I don't know how everything's gonna work out right now. You know what I mean? But I, I know that that has to be on their priority list because 
it's it's a it's an element that is missing from that offense. Mike McDaniel really cannot call his real offense until he has a playmaking tight end that he can count on. Then they'll be more balanced to what he wants to do because that's what that system is. Yeah. Yeah, and all of these draft projections are, are uh, they uh, they get so complicated because you're looking at team needs at the end of a season, but then free agency and trades occur before that. The Dolphins have a track record of addressing those major needs before the draft even gets there the last couple of seasons. So like two years ago, we were looking at all the wide receivers that the Dolphins might select with that uh, first round pick. And then uh, sure enough, uh, they trade for Tyreek Hill. So then all that research we were doing on all those wide receivers in the draft, one, the, the draft picks that could have been used for those receivers were sent to the Chiefs for Tyreek Hill, and two, you have Tyreek Hill. And then they also uh, brought in Cedric Wilson, already had Jalen Waddle, so you knew they were uh, not doing much else there. Then uh, last year, well, they still ended up going cornerback, but uh, the big uh, trade before uh, going into March and, and whatnot, Jalen Ramsey. So then you completely go away from cornerback. You don't think they're going cornerback in the draft, but then uh, Chris Greer in his best player available mindset uh, on his board, then he still goes with Cam Smith. So uh, a lot of it uh, is unpredictable. And then uh, and Chris Greer is going to go through that uh, best player available uh, uh, approach uh, whether he thinks it's a position, an, an immediate position of need or not, he's going to draft the guy that he believes is the one that uh, he wants for uh, the long haul. Anyway, yeah, I'm with you there. All right, follow him on Twitter at David Ferronis underscore and catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. What are you working on so folks can check you out, my friend? Yeah, I got stuff on the site on uh, Anthony Weaver, of course, uh, new defensive coordinator hire, and uh, just. I uh, wrote a quick thing on the Pro Bowl. The Dolphins, uh, you know, two and Tyreek uh, hooked up for that uh, touchdown. You know, they, they make regular season games look like flag football. Uh, an actual flag football game also looked like uh, flag football. Second second play of the game in uh, what's really meaningless anyway. Uh, a little Pro Bowl exhibition. And then uh, a little bit of an easy week, but uh, might dive into a little bit more of what uh, Anthony Weaver can bring. And um, and then also the, uh, the season awards coming up this year. So uh, – sort of leaning into that and uh, the Dolphins that are up for different things. Got it. David, good stuff. We'll catch up on Thursday, my friend. Appreciate you as always. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Thank you. Welton Rayom, bankruptcy, condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury. They're there for you, man. 954-966-4646. Even if you don't need a lawyer right now, listen, the consultation is free. If something happened to you yesterday, a week ago, a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, and you're like, man, do, do I have a case? You know, picking up the phone and dialing 954-966-4646 and asking for Jeff Welt is not an issue. It's free. And you can explain to him your situation. The consultation is completely free, and they'll tell you if you have a case or you don't have a case, if they can help you or they can't help you. And maybe you do need help, and maybe they can one of our listeners the other day called, you know who you are, and you ran something through Jeff, and you had a case, but he didn't specify. He, 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 that wasn't one of his specialties. So what did he do? He gave you the number of a, a friend of his, that's another lawyer, that specializes in what you do. So the consultation, even if he can't help you and he thinks your case is special, he might have somebody else that he can lead you to like he helped one of our listeners. Okay. We've had several of our listeners call him for 
hurricane damage, water damage, okay, bankruptcy, all right? I mean, all kinds of, uh, of our listeners the last couple of years have called Walton Rayom. Now, some of you, just save the number because you never know when you're going to need it. 954-966-4646. Call my man, Jeff Welton. This is been. This has been another session of the Welton Rayom Miami Dolphins Report with David Verones. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. They handle complex personal injury claims caused by the fault of another in both state and federal courts. They handle auto, trucking, motorcycle, slip and fall, and bicycle accidents. Call 954-966-4646. Welton Rayom can help. There, as always, don't forget Sloman's Home Shield, proud sponsor of our program, 1 800 Alarm Me. And we're always there, ready to give you a free doorbell camera. And all you got to do is use our professional installation and our low cost central station monitoring. And you're going to get an LED touchscreen pad, a motion detector, three arm doors, and a backup battery. And we are in winter. For those of you in some of those states where you're going to get a little cold and you got that snow, they also sell heating oil. They've been selling heating oil to Americans for decades now. one oil deal They have fixed prices, which will save you hundreds. You know what you're spending on average every month. Call Slomans and compare and tell them that the Big O Show sent you. one oil deal That's one oil deal for Slomans Home Shield. All right, all right, all right. Uh, by the way, um, Mr. Wayne Kramer, uh, from MC five passed away on Friday, uh, rest in peace to Wayne Kramer. One of the rock legends, you could say maybe the beginnings of heavy metal music came out of MC five. We all know that black Sabbath was probably the godfathers and the real creators, but Slightly before Black Sabbath, there was this little band in Detroit named MC5, and they had a punk and a hard rock, and some would say even before it was ever created, there was a little bit of heavy metal in there. So Wayne and MC5 were ahead of their time. And uh, Apollo apparently is on the chat board, and that reminds us that Apollo Creed and you know uh carl weathers losing carl weathers also was you know a rough one for a lot of us obviously carl weathers made uh made a lot of uh historic movies and is a character that you know held all the way up to the mandalorian he did a good job in the mandalorian too you know i love the mandalorian that's one of my favorite uh off offsets of or or spin-offs from uh, from the whole Star Wars thing. But rest in peace, Mr. Kramer and Mr. Weathers. And we lost over the weekend. Uh, by the way, if I have not mentioned it, I think I mentioned it in passing, but I, I uh, usually see his DM sometimes and I haven't seen it. James in the DR. You're here, brother. Here you go. Your honey is in here, dude. Uh, been uh, been drinking the honey you left us, 
because I know you brought a bottle of honey and and the bag of coffee. I, I won't bullshit you. I have not drank any coffee. I'm not really much of a coffee guy, so I, I, I would be lying to you. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm a coffee guy. I still have it. I haven't even given it away because I've been thinking about somehow making it, but then I got to buy a whole coffee maker. So I'm trying to see if I maybe go to my buddy's house or something, bring the coffee over and just to try it because, but the honey, which it's get the honey, Junior. The honey that you brought me is the best honey, dude. Uh, the one that my wife gets all the time at Publix. I don't know the name of the brand or whatever, but we've been using the one you dropped off. And I got to tell you, dude, it is awesome. James and the DR, my brother, thank you so much. So kind. Uh, so many of you have been so kind to me and Sean over the years, and I appreciate that immensely. We do. We, we, we really embrace that. I know there's a bunch of you out there, unfortunately, don't really appreciate us and don't really, you know, you kind of half-ass support us and all that. So you just use us stuff, you know what I'm saying? But there are lots of you out there that truly care about us and support us and want us to survive and thrive and try to, you know, stay alive. You know what I'm saying? But I just want you to know, James and the DR, I don't know if you're watching, you know, because sometimes, you know, some people just watch segments and they don't they don't necessarily watch a show, although, James, you're pretty hardcore. If you happen to be watching this moment here, if you catch it, thank you so much, my brother. Again, thank you for the the, the love and the support over the years because you've been listening for years. And and thank you for going out of your way and stopping by at Hialeah Racetrack on uh, I don't know, it was a month ago or something like that. And uh, just been wanting to tell you because I, I keep forgetting the last couple of days because over the last week, week and a half, I think I've been uh, we've been using the honey that you left us. And it is absolutely fantastic. It, there's a difference. You taste it. So very nice, sir. Helps the throat. So thank you very much, James and the DR, man. Very much. Very much. All right. Um, on the flip side, God, our, our friends in Haiti. Jesus, man, that place is whew, being run by gangs. That is so terrible, dude. So terrible. Really, really sad for Haitian people, man. And they're good people, too, man. I worked at uh, at two Haitian radio stations uh, to start my career, WLQY and WKAT. 1260? No, 12... 1220 and 1360 on the dial i think it was and um great people man but i i was uh, reading some stuff there and sad to see what's going on there christian throws in a little fatso brooklyn rob with the great fatso reference get the honey junior uh let's see keith bell keith ball says dolphins need to hire an established head coach just like miami heat did um the miami heat hired eric spolster who had never been a head coach sir okay we're back uh let's see uh shang to shung oh what tight end is available in free agency worth going hard for don't know yet. I haven't really looked at free agency yet. So, or trade. That's the other thing. 
Gotta send Big O some flour. Okay. You're gonna where where's it from? True leaf, cure leaf. Where where where's the flour from? I got you on that one, huh? Huh? Uh, oh, what do you think? Miami got third place match for the World Cup and seven matches in total. Kudos to Ross. He might not know how to manage the Dolphins, but he knows how to bring entertainment to the Rock. Yeah, no, that that's uh, Tom Garfinkel is the man. Give Stephen Ross credit for hiring and keeping Tom Garfinkel around. That's the that's the effing man right there. Okay, he he. Great owners find the right people and delegate authority. Everything that goes on in Hard Rock, yes, Stephen Ross gets the love because he's the owner and he supports. But it's Tom freaking Garfinkel, bro. Let, let's not get this shit, you know, twisted in any way possible. Tom Garfinkel is a stud and a half. Okay? Not a stud. Tyreek Hill is a stud. All right? Tom Garfinkel is a stud and a half. Not a stud, stud and a half. They don't make a lot of those. I don't know if you've noticed that. Stud and a half is Tom Garfinkel. Lots of studs in the world, but studs and a half? Eh. The, the Lord only wanted to make a couple of those, and Tom Garfinkel is one of them. That's the man, bro. That's why that stadium is so convenient and beautiful now, easier to get out of, easier to come in and out of with the bridges and the, the tunnels and the, 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 uh, the, the, what is it? The club center, the roof, you, you got the tennis tournament, you got the F1, you got a damn hospital on the, on the, you got, you got a Baptist health on the facility brand new beautiful practice facility i can't say enough about tom garfinkel bro They're, they don't make people like that dude that, that's just rare to find the guy that just understands business and sports and is able to mix it the way he has and all that stadium has done and the entire organization has gotten better since they added Tom Garfinkel. Notice it. It's all Tom Garfinkel, dude. It's truly amazing. Got to give that dude some, some monster, monster love. Plus, he's a classy guy, too. Tom Garfinkel. Absolute ass kicker. And a stud and a half. He's got a half a stud on everybody else pretty much in the world. That's pretty impressive. Uh, let's see. It's a sad time for the USA with open borders, too. Oh, it's a sad time. Um, I guess some people forgot the heat were developing Coach Spo since the late 90s. Yeah, no. No, the best part is that, that he already had him, like, head coaching somewhere else when the guy came up from the film room. In fact, the Heat, since Riley, haven't hired an experienced head coach because Stan Van Gundy was not an experienced head coach. And then Spo was not. A, unlike the Miami Dolphins, 
Pat Riley knows how to develop his own coaches. And, you know, his tree, Jeff Van Gundy was a good coach. Stan Van Gundy's a good coach. And obviously, Eric Spolstra is the best coach. So he can develop coaches. Unlike Belichick, who has a rotten-ass tree. Great job, James and the DR, dude. That is some excellent honey they make over there in uh, in the DR. Anyway, Big O, the wife and I want to wish you luck and speedy recovery on your upcoming surgery. Ocala Joe, thank you. Tomorrow we will have foot surgery. Uh, last Yesterday, it was my wife's birthday. And um, so I got her and the daughter uh, uh, iFly, which if you've ever seen it, it's like, you know, when you – when you uh, get out, when you jump out of a plane and you're parachuting and, you know, you do that whole floating stuff and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's what iFly is. It kind of trains you to do all that stuff. And they've got different locations all across the country. And there's one in Fort Lauderdale right off of 595. So I took the wife. I didn't do it myself, although I think I'm right at the weight threshold of it. But I couldn't do it anyways because of my foot. I didn't want to risk you know, my foot, I, I haven't been in a lot of pain or discomfort. In fact, I've been in no pain, uh, very little discomfort since they gave me that cortisone shot. It took a couple of days to work, but then once it kicked in, it's been pretty good, right? And so I haven't been, and I don't want to mess around, you know, with my foot doing anything crazy that then the pain comes back. So tomorrow morning, God, I got I to gotta, I gotta be there at 545 in the morning. Jesus Christ, dude. Anyway. So, um, I, I, hell, I, I could do the show tomorrow. I don't know yet. Don't know yet. You know, I am having surgery in the morning, but I will be back in time for the show. You know what I mean? Would be kind of crazy for me to do the show tomorrow. But anyway, so tomorrow I'm having foot surgery, finally. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I developed these two bone spurs that came up on the top of my foot. And so on the top of your foot, you know, you've got those tendons that, that, that control each toe. Well, the one in the middle, the, 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 the uh, spurs are right under that tendon and it's stabbing the tendon. So obviously kind of painful. So they've got to go in and shave that all down. So, you know, it's no longer stabbing the tendon. And then at the same time, they found another bone spur on the back of my heel, right by my Achilles, which makes me, according to the doctor, five times more susceptible to tearing my Achilles. And at 57, yeah, I don't want to tear my Achilles, dude. You know what I mean? I try to avoid those kind of injuries. And so I told them, no, 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 no. Let's, let's shave that bone spur too, bro. Are you kidding me? I, I can't have that. So my foot will be in a boot for like four to six weeks. I'll be able to walk around and everything, and even drive, actually. Um, but uh, but I have to put my boot back on when I'm done driving. You know what I mean? So that'll be that'll be good. What's in that honey? I have no idea. You have to ask James in the DR what it, but it's honey that's sold there in the DR. And um, I don't even know the brand name or anything. You know what I mean? So uh, but it's excellent honey. Excellent honey. Tastes freaking great, dude. So I uh, I thank James in the DR. I was very thoughtful of him on top of all of that. Looking out for 
uh, my best interest, which is very nice of him. So tomorrow we will have our surgery. And it went pretty cool for the wife and the daughter. They had some fun at iFly. It's a, that's a cool thing. I want to go do it myself. I'll lose a few more pounds. And, uh, and then yesterday I took her also for her birthday. I took her to eat at, I don't know the name of it, man. I gotta, I gotta get the name now. Wait a minute. Where is it? I thought I had it here. I don't. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, got her a, uh, I took her out to dinner to a, um, to, um, Versace's house in Miami beach. It's a restaurant. I forgot the damn name now. I don't know if you guys know this, but they made the Versace home a restaurant. And let me tell you something, dude, the ambiance is fantastic. The food was excellent. Uh, I had, let me tell you something. I had a New York strip and that's one of the best New York strip steaks I've ever had. They know how to cook a steak there. I got medium rare and it was absolutely, I had some octopus for a, for thinly sliced octopus that's seasoned and whatever, some kind of, kind of tasted a lot like, uh, like ceviche, you know, but it was delicious. It was great. Um, Let's see. There was a lamb and uh, and uh, pasta. My, I think my wife had the ravioli uh, lobster or the yeah, I think it was the ravioli lobster, if I'm correct. Uh, the food was awesome. Everybody loved the food. It was absolutely great. So I forgot the name of it. Eleventh and Ocean, obviously the Versace house, and uh, you can look it up, but if you want to take that special someone to a really nice place, it, it's it's not like ridiculously overpriced or anything. You're going to pay, okay? You're, you're going to pay 40, 50 bucks for a steak, okay? It's just the way it is. You know what I mean? If you want a good steak, that's usually what you're going to pay in a good restaurant. Service was excellent. The ambiance was awesome. Okay. And yesterday was great too, because there was no rain and it was cool and everything was great. Um, but, uh, I will, I would suggest that to anybody out there, if you haven't been or didn't know that the Versace house is now a restaurant, uh, if you got somebody special, you want to take them out for a special meal. That's, that's a place that I would strongly suggest you will, you will come out a winner when you, when you're done. That special someone will look at you and say, thank you. This was awesome. So it was really, really good. And if you want to try that iFly stuff, that was fun. That was fun. I, I can't wait to try it myself. You could go to our, our, our YouTube page. I just posted a second video today. A couple of the experts doing. Did you check that out, uh, Sean? The, the guys at iFly doing it on, on YouTube? Man, that, that, that shit is impressive, dude. Like the, the, the experts doing it, the second, the, the latest video, it shows like somebody like the instructor showing a beginner and then he starts doing it and he takes uh, off all the way to the top and comes back down. And it's like, you're like, holy crap, dude, they, they are confident as hell doing that. It's, it's actually pretty cool. It really is. You can check it out. We got some, a couple of shorts that I posted on YouTube. Uh, I posted one yesterday and then, and then there's one that I posted this morning. So, uh, you can check it out.
Big O, I've always felt you are the most deserving for success since I used to stop and see you before every Dolphins home game in the early 2000s, and you would always have the time to talk Dolphins with me. Well, James, I, I do that with everybody. That's who I am. Ask Lisa Rose, who hangs out with me. Ask, ask a Brooklyn Rob. Ask some of the people that actually get to know me. You know what I mean? It's, you know, that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? Now, am I a person that's going to take a lot of shit? No, I'm not going to take any shit from anybody. Yeah, so I'm, I'm short-fused in that sense. I don't have a lot of, you know, tolerance for, you know, just craziness and stupidity and ignorance. Uh, yeah, I will be, you know, a little uh, short-tempered short, short uh, tempered with that stuff. But but overall, yeah, I'm I'm good, man. I'm fine. I'm easy to get along with, you know. So I appreciate you, as always, for coming by and supporting us. Thank you, Alarmo. Doing some flips. Uh, good morning, Big O. Don't sell yourself short because you always seem to understand business and sports as well as music. That's why myself and others tune into your diverse show, which is awesome. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Damn, Big O. No dancing for a few months. Yes, sir. I will not be able to, to dance. Yes, sir. Brooklyn Rob, like one of my old bosses said, surgery is not an acceptable excuse to miss work. I asked, what is acceptable? He said, death, death is acceptable. Yeah, I would say so. Is it expensive or reasonable? Frankie, it's reasonable. Reasonable. You know? Reasonable, dude. It's You're going to a nice restaurant. All right. We're, we're, you know, I love Outback. I love um, Cheesecake Factory. I uh, Longhorn Steakhouse, good place. Those are all restaurants I, I love to go. Okay. The, not those kind of prices. You know what I'm saying? You know what you're going to pay when you go to Denny's. You know what you're going to pay when you go to Longhorns. And you know what you're going to pay when you go to a nice restaurant. You know, we're talking, this is the kind of restaurant that you go to for an anniversary, a birthday, or, or you know, something. It's it's a special deal that you're willing to spend, you know, per person, probably somewhere in the 75 range, right? Something like that. That's kind of, you know, what a good, what, a, what an elite restaurant is going to cost you. You know, you're going to pay... 30 to 60 bucks for a hell of a plate. It's just the way it is. You know what I mean? But I would strongly suggest it because the food is excellent. The service was excellent. And the ambiance. And you get to walk into the to the Versace mansion. And you kind of get to see all of it inside. And you can take your pictures and videos and all that. And so it's, it's, it's a building that most of us never go into. You know what I'm saying? And used to be so exclusive nobody was ever in there and now they've made it in a way where you can actually go and enjoy yourself you know and they got a bar and everything it's really cool man i'm telling you uh, i would with no problem tell people go enjoy yourself at that restaurant you i'm telling you frankie you take that person that you care for there and brother you have won brownie points for a while they're going to remember that restaurant. They're going to remember the experience. They're going to remember the food, and they're going to thank you for it. 
And, you know, sometimes that's all we need as guys. We kind of need, you know, a couple of those brownie points like, hey, we came in clutch, you know. It's uh, And that's what I felt like yesterday. I did something different because I was, man, you you know, you're someone with 36 years. You've done everything. You've given her ever all kinds of presents. And you got to try to figure shit out. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, that's where I came up with the whole I fly thing. And then obviously you want to go to a restaurant you've never been to. And that was definitely a good choice by me. Uh, the restaurant is called Gianni's. That's it. You are correct. 100% proof. You are a thousand percent right. Jonathan Jensen, Gianni's, the Via Casa. Uh, what is it? Cusarina. That's it. That's the one I saw the name. Uh, when you mentioned it, I, that, that reminded me of it. That's it. Chad says, Big O is as real and authentic as he comes off on the show. I can tell you this is him off the air if you ever meet him. Exactly. Wait, do you know how to, uh, do you know how to salsa? Of salsa merengue. Of course, dude. You know how many quinces I did? I think I did like seven quinces. I was always being asked to do quinces when I was a, when I was a kid in Hialeah and in Miami. Brother, Salon Azul and all that kind of stuff. All kinds of places. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I know how to dance all that stuff. Now, I might be a little rusty at this point. So when I do them dansong, it's not going to be very smooth. But, you know, I, I can do all of that. If I have to merengue, I will do it. I have no problem. You... you you got to learn dancing, Frankie. Okay? I've said this on the show over the years. Dancing is a precursor to sex. Okay? Put the kids away. Here we go. Here goes the roller coaster. Ready? Go. All right. So, you know foreplay comes before sex, right? Let me explain something to you. A great restaurant, that's foreplay. Dancing, that's foreplay. Listening to her, that's foreplay. That's that's how you're winning that that, that other person over. Listening to them, treating them like gold or a princess or a queen, however you want to look at it. Taking her to a great meal and dancing. Brother, you get a little... You know, whatever vibe you like going, whatever, and and you get it going with her. That's like that's 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 the those are the early stages. Yeah, that's where you're getting the sensations and things going, and you've got the endorphins are starting to starting to spark up, and then it gets easier to get into foreplay, and then obviously the rest takes over. So dancing is a stage of foreplay if you're smart. So if you don't want to learn how to dance, I just want you to know you've learned you you're not learning a stage of foreplay. Ladies that are watching will agree with me 1000% because they want their man to treat them nice. So you treat them like you treat them nicely, you take them to a nice dinner, you dance with them, they love that. Uh, now again, now your girl has to be in it. See, I'm a Latin guy. Most Latin women, you know, that's kind of part of their DNA. So if you start dancing with a woman, that turns her on, dude. Okay? 
not telling you she's going to have sex with you right on the floor right there. But what I'm saying is it's a precursor to it. It's kind of like you're putting your ducks in a row at that moment. You know, just say. Just a just a little tip for you gentlemen out there. All right. Uh, big old house crypto today. Also, how do you think they will pay Tua? Um, they'll pay him with a big fat ass contract and uh and a big signing bonus. And crypto's doing fantastic. Man, Pendle is tearing it up, dude. Man. But it is a great buying zone for so many things. You know, I tweeted this out um just to give you guys. I got this Dolphins topic that I am dying to talk about. Um, and I'll get to it now in a minute here. But um, I think I put it out yesterday, uh, day before yesterday. And um, you know what I should do? I should retweet it right now for the heck of it. But I put out, because um, right now we're probably in the, you know, we're in the 70, 75-day range of the having. And I think we're in the middle of maybe another, maybe this could be the final dip for some of these altcoins. And when it takes off, it's going to explode and you're going to regret and all that kind of good stuff. Again, I am not a financial advisor by any stretch. Do your own homework as always. But here's a few altcoins that I tweeted out that I think are still monster bargains right now before they explode. Matic, HBAR. Gala, Sailor, which is Kryptonite, uh, Neutron, Atom, Cosmos, Polkadot. I think these are still in absolute great buying territory. I think Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, I think Ethereum is in a phenomenal buying zone, and so is Bitcoin, uh, especially for those of you that are newbies and you're kind of getting into it. Take advantage. I don't think you'll ever see these numbers ever again. Uh, once it pops and it goes to six digits, if it goes ever again under six digits, I don't think it'll approach the 40, 50 range ever again. I don't think 30, 40, 50 you'll ever see. Maybe it'll drop to 70 or something, but I doubt it even that because institutional money is coming in now. That institutional money is not going out. Those people, they're not like some of us that are working stiffs. And if it grows to a certain, we got to get some money. We got to get out. We got to, we got to, you know, these people are rich. So once the institutional money steps in, there's going to be a foundation. And so eventually they're going to scoop up all the Bitcoins. It's just what's going to end up happening. Now, to give you a couple of small caps that are much bigger risks, but much bigger rewards too at the same time. Do your own homework. I am not a financial advisor and I am invested in all of these. Okay. So I'm not telling you right now in any of these to invest in something I'm not invested. There are coins that I do like that I'm not invested in because I'm not rich, but small caps, bigger risk, bigger rewards right now. Star Atlas. It's Atlas. The, the, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The, uh, Acronym, uh, Shido, Jasmine, Alf. Alf is on the chat board, but it's A L P H. Okay, uh, Alf. There's there's an Alf for you to go after, Alf. Uh, Van Rye, V A N R Y, uh, Honey. All right, and Ondo. All right, I just got an Ondo by the way. 
It went down to 20 over the weekend, and I jumped on it. Uh, I had to. Uh, Apache had to jump on it. So we did. There you go. And right now, I think Bitcoin is still hanging around the 42 and a half, 43 range. Let me see where it's at right now. 42.6 right now, like I told you. Right around there. Okay. All right. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Big O handing out free game. That's right, baby. Frankie Fresco, he's loving that Pendle. Pendle was like at 320 something yesterday. Where is it at now? Like we talked, we gave you Pendle at like a dollar thirty-four, dollar forty-three. Which one is it? One of those two. Dollar thirty-four, dollar forty-three, or something. We gave you Pendle. And Pendle right now. Let me see where crypto.com has Pendle. Uh Pendle is actually down seven percent to three dollars and ten cents. How about that? Three dollars. It's down at three dollars and ten cents. It peaked at three twenty-seven yesterday. It is up twenty-five percent in the last week. It is up one hundred and twenty-one percent in the last month. It's up two hundred percent in the last three months. Pendle baby. Ooh, kryptonite. Where is this? Ooh, kryptonite is down to the five cent range. Oh, my God. Load up. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm soaking this all in game. Big O is putting on. I do like to dance. Well, then that's going to help you, my brother. Alf says part of the problem with having a daughter is that you get invited to a ton of Keenses and you go broke for a year buying gifts and paying for Keenses dresses. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But I got to tell you, Alf. Back in the day, I did Keenses happily because that's that was the best way when you're 14, 15, because that's the age I and and maybe even 16 I was doing it. I think, yeah, I think I still did some at 16, but in that in that range, do you know how many girls you end up meeting? Like that, that's the one thing, like where they would ask me to go to Keen says, Hey, would you dance? Yeah, let's go. And you know, there, there was like, you probably go to like seven or eight practices over a two month stretch, right? Every week it'd be, you know, choreographed. Cause you'd, you'd have like six, seven different dances, Latin dances and American dance. Cause there was waltzing and stuff like that. Right. So you had to kind of learn the different dances and all that kind of stuff. Cause it was all choreographed. But in the process, you were meeting girls galore, man. So for me, I see the nightmarish side of yours. But that's the father side of it that you've got to go through, and I feel bad for you. Um, my daughter didn't go through that, I guess. She really didn't. She didn't participate in any. And I don't even know if she went to one, actually. But when I was a kid... Obviously, it was huge back in those days. That was kind of normal for all Latin families. That you had to have a 15s for your daughter. Like, you have to do it. And, uh, and man, that was a great way of meeting girls. That was fantastic, dude. 
Uh, Pat in Asheville. Oh, I used uh, foreplay. These days, I'm now down to one play. <laughs> Brooklyn Rob says, Patrick Mahomes Sr. will miss the Super Bowl. Second DUI arrest. Poor Pat between his brother and his dad. Yeah, that's his third DUI arrest. Not second. Third. Okay. I, felt, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. I felt bad for Pat. You know, when you're famous... That's it's so hard, man, when you've got an effed up family and this happens to some of you out there, you know, when people are successful, they sometimes, you know, they have baggage. It's not their fault. It's you don't hold it against them, but their families or whatever. And it's a pain in the ass and it's embarrassing. And then when you're famous and successful, then everybody knows about it. You know, like I'm sure you might know a friend of yours. It's pretty, you know, pretty successful but he's not famous nobody knows him but you know him your friends your families and then the poor guy also has to carry around his bum ass brother or sister or father or mother or whatever and there's some disaster and you always feel bad for them you know what i mean i feel bad for pat mahomes because his brother is a complete jag off a complete scumbag and then his dad obviously is a freaking disaster and if anything dude you know, our jobs as parents is to be a a a a um a supporter. We're we're supposed to be positive for our kids. We're supposed to be there for our kids for anything they need, even if they're superstars. We're supposed to be there to give them the support, the comfort, the guidance. The but we're not supposed we're not there to bring them down. We're not there to embarrass them. We're there to lift them up even higher than where they're at. That's our jobs as parents. You know what I'm saying? And that's sadly, Pat Mahomes Senior has got an addiction problem that is so bad that he can't even know how to behave for his son. You know when you're growing up as a kid. You're representing your parents. So you try to do everything right because you're carrying the name and all that kind of stuff, right? You know, but then once your kid grows up and becomes a man or a woman, then it's your job as a parent to make sure they continue growing and succeeding. The last thing you want to ever do is be a burden on your family. And that's what Jackson Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes Sr. are. They're a burden to their family. And they don't understand that. And then the worst part is when you have a family member that's famous and you, you, you still don't get that your problems become their problems and they become magnified and tied to them when it has nothing to do with them, but you should do better as a human being. You know, it's sad, man. Sad. All right, let's get to our number three. I got something I want to talk about on the dolphin side that we have not addressed. Mike McDaniel went all in this weekend. Let's talk about that next. <laughs> 